Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Right Side with Doug Billings. We appreciate you watching on YouTube and listening to every podcast platform that's available to the known planet. I am on all of them. We appreciate you subscribing to your favorite podcast platform, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Buzzsprout, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever it may be, we are on all of them, and I would appreciate you subscribing to the podcast. And over on the YouTube side, I know that you want to see me in all of this glory, all of the splendor, all of the majesty that we talk about and we we express uh, every time that we take to the microphones. So if you want to watch it and see uh, see it all, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. So w- let's dig right in. We have a, a case of a photograph that has gone absolutely viral. It's uh, in Kansas City, Missouri. The mayor Quentin Luke. Lucas had take uh, had taken a, a weekend vacation at the Lake of the Ozarks, and this picture of him and seven women, strangers according to him. He's he's spoken about this this morning, but seven white women surrounding him, all strangers. Uh, apparently, he was in the lake swimming. He came out on the dock, and uh, they wanted to get a photo op with him. Um, and he's not wearing a mask. None of the women are wearing masks, nor are there uh, masks around their neck or in their hands or anywhere else. And so Mayor Lucas is catching a lot of flack about this because he is one of the mayors in our country who has mandated masks, mask outdoors. You've got to wear them if you're in Kansas City. You've got to wear them indoors if you're in Kansas City. So the the dripping hypocrisy here is obvious. I've invited the mayor to come on the program here, have not heard back from him, uh, to have just a friendly 10-minute discussion about it. He, He and I do not align politically, but I think he's a nice enough fella you know, a nice man. And I certainly don't fault him for going to the Lake of the Ozarks and supporting the Ozarks, having some time off. I, I appreciate that. I hope he had a great time. Um, I, I think that the mask mandate is a little ridiculous. But Mr. Mayor, look, I mean, two people who have opposite opinions about politics can certainly have a good discussion about uh, your, you know, the fact that you were caught in this photo and not caught, but you posed for the photo and it, it's leaked and it's gotten out there. And just wanted to give you a chance to uh, once again express your side of, of that story. So, you know, I think, and to all of us, this ripple effect that goes through not only Kansas City but the nation. He'll he'll hear about this. It'll be on national media. I mean, it, it's a big deal. I mean, it's it's hypocrisy. The mask mandates are ridiculous, and we've just got to stop with this ridiculous intellectually immature logic that suggests that masks work in the general public to prevent anything. The very way that people touch their masks. They fiddle with them. They scratch their faces through the mask, constantly rearranging the masks. All of these actions render the masks useless. So, as I said, I've invited the mayor to come on the program. He's not responded. Um, But, Mr. Mayor, if you're out there and if you're listening uh, and if you see this, the invitation stands to come on the program to talk about this or anything else that you would like to discuss. In, 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 in another Cali- uh, state, California, the, their socialist mayor there is also driving the state into ruin. Kansas City is one thing. Kansas City, Missouri is an enjoying, and I put enjoying in quotes, enjoying and going through, suffering through its highest crime wave in decades. And, uh, you know, California, the same kind of thing is happening there. There are other states, uh, obviously the chaos in California caused by Governor Newsom, Um, He is shutting the state down again, totally locking it down. And I got to tell you that with every kook decision that this guy makes, 
He's moving the country and the state of California closer to the Republican Party. It has a ripple effect beyond California, ladies and gentlemen, just like Mayor Lucas's decision to take this photo with no mask is going to have a ripple effect beyond Kansas City. Uh, Normal, intellectually mature people with common sense see these things and they go, wait a minute. You know, they're scratching their chins going, how does this add up? We've got governors and mayors telling us to shut down, lock down. Um, And when they do that, especially Newsom in California, it sends a ripple effect across the entire country. California makes the news no matter what Newsom does. He's a national figure. He's going to make the news. And every kook decision like this nudges not only California, but the entire country towards the Republican Party. There's a difference this time, though, in what Newsom is experiencing, because many of California's business, uh, business owners are refusing to comply with the order. Now, folks, listen, there are far many more scientists out there telling us that COVID-19 is nothing to panic about. Clearly, we should have a healthy respect for any virus, but to go in, I mean, God, to go into wildly unnecessary panic and economic shutdowns and, and to have schools shut down and now delayed opening is absolutely intellectually immature. Watch for it this November, ladies and gentlemen. California goes Republican. And so will almost every other state that's run by these new Democratic Socialist leaders. Washington State, Oregon, Minnesota, Michigan. You're going to see it. You're going to see the red wave of which we've never seen before. I mean, think about it. Closing everything down for a virus that basically has a 100% recovery rate. 100% of the people that get this are going to recover, statistically speaking. I mean, 98.9, okay? 98.9, if you want to be specific. I mean, come on. The people that die from it are the people that would die from any virus or any other calamity. God forbid, and every death is tragic. But when you're medically fragile or have a pre-existing condition, you'd better take care of yourself. But it doesn't mean that we quarantine the healthy or we make healthy people change their lives, change their behaviors. Keep the sick people at home. Keep the medically fragile at home. President Trump also ordered in a related story that all of the hospitals in the country need to bypass reporting of COVID-related data to the CDC. This represents one of the smartest and the most needed moves in recent decades. The evidence is clear that the CDC's governance is politically motivated and that their numbers, when published, are skewed and unreliable at best. So with that order, all patient data will be sent to a central database in Washington, D.C., where it can be properly analyzed and published. You can't take the political motivations of the CDC lightly. For whatever reason, there's a lot of people that think whatever data comes out of the CDC might as well be the gospel truth. Well, it's not. It's categorically wrong 79% of the time and politically motivated always. Folks, look, this week in Florida, massive, what I call cooking of the books with regards to the COVID numbers, the way that they're reported, the way that they're discovered. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But as governors who belong to these new Democratic Socialist Party states begin to shut them down again, they're now delaying or closing the openings of schools and extracurricular activities. And it's outrageous. Now, we've got to begin and we've got to have real numbers to make real decisions about this. We've never had real numbers of total cases, of total deaths, of any kind of projections whatsoever. There's been no accurate data. And that's partly the reason why President Trump ordered all of the hospitals 
in the United States to bypass the CDC and send all of the patient data to a new repository in Washington. Now, let me tell you about a study that was done with a group of folks that I worked with once upon a time here in the not-too-distant past. Back in May, they did an analysis of the death certificates and the patient death data from February 1st through June 1st of this year. The fundamentally shocking result of all of the deaths where COVID-19 was listed as the primary cause of death, that means there was no other cause, no other pre-existing condition. There was only 15,022 people who have died from the COVID-19 virus. All of the other deaths that are up to now um, given were part of the COVID misinformation campaign. You know, they're saying 140,000, 150,000, whatever we're up to now. That's absolute rubbish. Only 15,022 people have died of COVID. All of the others have died from pre-existing medical conditions. Another thing that's happening Here's another true event that maybe some of you have experienced it, but some, you know, people are signing up online to take the COVID test. That's a good thing. Let's get as many tests as we can. They fill out the form. They choose their their destination. Do I want to go to a CVS? Do I want to go to Walgreens? Wherever. Okay, good. So they sign up, they go to the location, and they see that the line is way too long for them to handle. They don't want to wait in line for three hours or whatever to take the test. Maybe it's partly because they're just impatient, but also partly due to the fact that maybe they're brainwashed into a wildly unnecessary panic and don't want to be around long lines of people or large groups of people. That's dangerous, according to the mainstream media. So they go home. Now, here's the kicker to this, folks. A few days later, many of these people, in fact, most of those people who left and didn't take the test, they get a notice in the mail telling them that the test results that they took were positive. It's the truth. I'm not joking. This is ridiculous. It's incredulous. And absolutely no one out there other than us here at the right side are talking about it. Another issue to highlight the the craziness and the, the, the inaccurate numbers out there is happening in Florida. Several labs came forth last week and were found out not to be reporting accurate COVID test results. They may have reported the cases that test positive, of course, but they failed to report that there were far many more thousands of tests that came back negative. They actually claimed in Florida that 15,000 people tested positive in one day for COVID-19. Now, that made international headlines because it broke, smashed the single-day infection rate. But guess what? Yep, as it turns out, That report was absolute BS. And we have U.S. congressional candidate Jessie Melton. I I tip my hat to her. She's running for Congress in Florida's 22nd District. She's the one that broke that news and and, and also broke this. Instead of the reported 99.8% test rate positive in Florida, 99.8% test rate for positive COVID in Florida. Really? 99.8%? Well, actually, it was only 9.8%. 9.8%. That's not only happening in Florida, ladies and gentlemen. Texas had their own issues. In San Antonio, they just removed 3,500 COVID cases because they were negative, not positive. Governor Abbott of Texas and Governor DeSantis of Florida had better dig into this because the media has been making this look like it's the zombie apocalypse. It's the zombie apocalypse phase two. It's happening all over again. Shutdowns, panic, wildly unnecessary panic. But there's no observable evidence that this is actually creating any kind of catastrophe. You know, evidence of the obvious, as I've said, should be sufficient. 
And the evidence is this. Let me go through the list. If you're elderly, it could kill you. But there's nothing new there, folks. That's the same as for hundreds of other things that could kill the medically fragile or the elderly. Another one, if you have a pre-existing medical condition, you need to take this thing serious, folks, and take precautions. Nothing new here either. If you're under the age 50, you're statistically unaffected by it, and you don't usually transmit the virus with asymptomatic cases. It's, that's especially true with children and school-aged uh, school kids, ladies and gentlemen. Statistically unaffected. They might be COVID positive, but they're usually always asymptomatic and they don't spread it. In fact, there's been so few children affected by it, there's no statistic that says, you know, the statistics are all just way too low. So statistically, they're unaffected by it. We should open the schools. And if the teachers out there are afraid, then have them wear the damn masks. Have the teachers wear the masks. Let the kids live their lives. 99% of them want to go back anyway. Now, you know, Keeping the schools closed ruins our society. And keeping the economy shut down destroys more lives than the virus will ever touch. That's the truth. Kids are missing out and being robbed of their education, of scholarship opportunities, and it robs them, therefore, of their hopes and dreams for the future. They're worried. Many of them want to obtain and need to obtain these scholarships for athletics or academics. These governors and the new Democratic Socialist Party are robbing them of that. Now, immediately on the left, they'll say, well, it's better to be robbed of a scholarship than to be dead. Well, that's intellectually immature. They are statistically unaffected by this thing. And if you have a child who's medically fragile, by all means, take precautions. But give us a break. The vast majority of common sense folks just shake their heads at this and they're quietly thinking to themselves, I can't wait for Election Day because we're going to vote these suckers out of there. And, you know, besides that, many parents don't even have multiple computers, not to mention one for their multiple kids to take Zoom classes in their multiple classes from their multiple teachers. Many of them can't afford the Wi-Fi to host virtual learning. Virtual learning in itself is not effective for, for children under 18 years of age. It's barely effective for adults. Many families can't survive. You know, both working parents have to go to work. How are they going to survive if one of them has to stay home and watch the kids? Because here's the thing. Middle-aged and high school kids unattended in front of a computer all day? Wow, really? Bullying is bad enough in real life. The lure of porn and other things on the internet. Unattended kids every day. Unsupervised kids. Really? We got to get them back in school. Most of them want to go back to school. And the science doesn't show any dangers for these kids. Statistically speaking, as I said, there are so few cases, so few kids that have, that, have, that have contracted COVID that they're basically immune to it and don't spread it. And I don't mean immune to mean that they can't get it, but they get it, they're unaffected by it. They have asymptomatic symptoms. There are no symptoms when these kids get it. So it's because of the science and these facts of life that Georgia's governor, and I dig this guy, finally, a Republican leader with a set on him, Brian Kemp, he's issued an executive order that overrides all mandatory mask mandates in the state. Kudos to Brian Kemp. And he's suing the mayor of Atlanta in the process. It's going to be rich fun to watch that play out. But that's leadership, ladies and gentlemen. That's what the Republican folks in this country and the independent people, the independent uh, uh, thinkers with common sense, want that kind of leadership to stand up against the mob and put an end to the government dictating how people 
uh, make decisions about their own personal health and their own personal safety. Letting the people decide if they want to wear a mask without forcing them to. Now, the media's role in all of this is immoral and corrupt. Make no mistake about it. They take what is really good news and they twist it so as to make it appear to be bad news. Example, the United States has done more testing than any other country in the world. Remember in April and May, the new Democratic Socialist Party and the media were demanding more tests. We've got to have more tests. Trump isn't doing enough. So now we have more tests completed than anyone else on the planet. We met their request. But of course, with more testing comes more results and more positive results. That's to be expected. So now the new Democratic Socialist Party and the media, they're shocked, they're dismayed, and they begin their massive misinformation and fear campaign all over again. Phase two, there's a spike in positive results. Right. And now let's look at what the media is calling these huge new spikes in COVID positive tests. They've changed the definitions of what it means to be COVID positive. Look, if you have the virus, but you're asymptomatic, you're listed as a new case. All right. You have the virus, you're asymptomatic, you're, list, you're listed as a new case. Now, I can live with that. If somebody's got the virus, if they've got the antibody, uh, they should be listed as a COVID case. No, no problem there. Got it. Whether they have symptoms or not. Okay, good. I've had it. I've got the antibody myself sometime. I don't remember ever being sick, but uh, I'm listed now as, as a COVID positive case. But here's the kicker. I go and get a test. I'm positive for the antibody. And then... Every member of my immediate family, the people that live in my household, are also listed as COVID-positive individuals, even without them having been tested. That's what they're doing, ladies and gentlemen. I go get the test. I'm positive. Great. Got it. Confirmed. But then, without even testing my family members, everybody that lives in my house, they're listed on the books as COVID-positive people. Crazy. No accurate numbers out there at all. Hospitals are back open, which is good. That's great. And when your Uncle John goes to the hospital to have his elective procedure completed, or if your Aunt Jane goes into the hospital for her annual physical, they will be given the COVID test. Okay, fine. If they have the virus, if they have the antibody, and they're asymptomatic, they don't feel sick, they don't have any symptoms, no fever, no cough, but by golly, they've got the virus or they've got the antibody, they're listed as a COVID hospital admission, even though they may not spend the day or the night in the hospital. Now, that's just not right, and it's not, it's not moral, and it's, just, it's not right. We, that's why we have numbers that are absolutely wrong about all of this and the numbers are drastically lower than what we've been led to believe in the media. Now, there's no conclusive proof that masks and social distancing work. No conclusive proof that they reduce the spread of COVID-19. The only reason you wear them, if you're someone who believes such things, and the only reason that you believe masks and social distancing may work is because either one, the media is telling you, or two, you've chosen to listen to a certain, quote, expert who quite literally can't guarantee that masks or social distancing work. They're postulating a theory. It just so happens that this theory is destroying America's businesses, destroying America's families, children's futures, and our very republic. Deaths for this thing have reduced by 90%, ladies and gentlemen, since their peak in April. Why isn't this being reported? And take a look. There, there was a poster placed on playgrounds throughout the country with a creepy, masky guy. If you don't wear a mask, you're, we're going to all be sick forever. We can't open. It was creepy. It was weird. 
And it's just one of the tactics that they use straight out of the Nazi playbook. Now, that leads me to where we're really going with this. I'm becoming personally aware of recall efforts for governors who continually keep our economies and our schools in shutdown mode and who make unnecessary mask mandates and prevent us from making our own personal decisions about our personal health and our personal safety. Look, we all want to trust the experts, but time and time again, we get stories like the one in Florida where testing numbers are cooked, falsified, and thousands of people who, although they signed up for the test, didn't, for one reason or another, take the test. But they get this notice in the mail stating they tested positive for COVID-19. Now, if it's happening in Florida, you can bet your bottom dollar it's happening in Texas, Louisiana, California, North Carolina, everywhere. So, folks, here at the right side, we need you to be vigilant. I mean, with all of this, watch the numbers, seek out the truth and the real science. People like Fauci, like him or not, here's the truth about him. None of his projections have been correct. First, he says masks don't do any good. Then they say he then they then he says they do. Then they don't again. You know, nothing he said has been right. And words are important. Nothing he said has been correct. And here's where we are. The members of the New Democratic Socialist Party who run these cities and these states like Kansas, Kansas City, Missouri, California, Washington State, Oregon, Michigan, Minnesota, Chicago. They're all on fire. They're all experiencing high crime rates. The mob is active. Chaos is rising. And those leaders in those cities are purposefully using chaos and COVID-19 misinformation as a weapon against us. And in November, we need to vote them out. We need to vote them out. We got to get real numbers. We got to get serious about this. It's absolutely infuriating. That's all we've got today. That's all the time we have for this edition of The Right Side with Doug Billings. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening and watching. I hope that you, again, you subscribe to us on all of the podcast platforms that are out there. We are on all of them. Jump over to YouTube. Also, check us out. Like the channel and like the videos. Ladies and gentlemen, may God continue to bless you. We do have a pack of blessings on our back. Trust me. And may he continue to bless and guide the United States of America. 